everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And how are you doing this evening, Corey? Doing pretty well. How about you? Not too shabby. Um, I, I had some cheesecake from this little uh, coffee shop oh, called oh, oh. Stone Cabin. Um, it Where's is that? It's this like local coffee shop uh, just down the road <laughs> from us. I've been wanting to go there for some time, um, and I... I tried to go last Saturday and I found unfortunately that they had something happened to their system and they ended up having to close early and I was very disappointed um but I went tonight after uh, Taylor and I went to dinner and um I was like I really want a coffee let's try this place again let's see if they're open and they were so I got my cappuccino which was delicious and then I ordered uh, two slices of cheesecake one for Taylor and then one for Kathy and I to share because you know trying not to eat as bad and um I ate my half, and oh man, it's real good. So Kathy's got a little treat waiting for her right now. Um, she just got home from work because she had a close tonight. So, uh, listeners, this is not a food podcast, so, so don't worry. Oh, we'll be talking about be. movies. <laughs> oh yeah, we could totally start our own. We could do a food podcast next, Corey. We'll just eat and talk. It'll be fun. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, this is Movie Club. We're going to be talking about... Um, our, our theme for the month of March is uh, the best actor goes to Jeff Bridges, and we are watching Jeff Bridges films that at least one of us have not seen. I believe the film we're going to be reviewing tonight, Tron, neither of us had seen before this week. Is that right, Corey? Yes. And so we'll get into our review of that in a little bit, but we do like to catch up and then talk about what other stuff we've been watching before we get into it. So, Corey, um, I don't know how cold it's been for you, but it was 90 degrees this past weekend here. Holy heck. And then it was 45 degrees two days ago. What? <laughs> yeah. That's why everyone has pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if everybody does. I'm just saying. Well, you know, we've all been pretty sick. Kathy's actually the sickest I've seen her in a long oh. time. Um, where she actually, like, said, I need to go get medicine, which she usually will not take cold medicine. Um, and then she actually laid in bed for a whole day, which I don't remember the last time that's ever happened. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, I, I know she's feeling bad when it's actually making her act like she's sick. Because she usually does not act like she's She's hard-headed. Yes. Um, so I was I was like, oh boy, she's really not feeling well. And um, yeah, but uh, other than that, um, you know, the weather's been kind of crazy. I don't know, has it been still really cold up where you are? It's pretty freaking chilly. Um, it, like, it's mostly really bad because the wind is so bad. Like, it's 45, or, you know, it's... 36 right now but it feels like it's 28 because of the wind bill and i went on a walk after you know work and dinner and very chilly i'm just ready for spring i'm tired of the short days and all that stuff well uh tomorrow night the clocks go forward um an hour and so it'll be uh sunny later which is always kind of nice except um it's it i noticed before i had been told it was officially daylight savings time or whatever this one's called i don't know what they're called um I, I noticed driving to work that it had gotten sunnier, and I, I was like, well, the time's going to change soon, because now I can actually see where I'm going in the morning, and that's not normal, because it's usually still pretty dark uh, when I get to work, um, and this week, it's like, even, especially today, it was like very, very sunny when I left my house at my normal time, and I'm like, yep, I can tell it's time to move the clocks, because it's going to now be pitch black again, um, which is fine, but it is it is kind of nice actually having like sun in the morning, it makes me wake mm-hmm. up a little more, but... Not to talk about weather either. Like, man, I don't. I do. I, I've noticed as I'm getting older, I spend a lot of time talking about the weather. Small talk. But I don't think I don't 
consider it small talk because I'm genuinely like upset and or perturbed by the weather that is happening around me. So it's like, you know, because Florida is so bipolar with the weather. Like it is mm-hmm. literally both extremes. Because it was I was we went um, movie shopping this past weekend uh, in for like my my classes actually, but. Um, I was at a flea market, like, looking for dollar deals, right? And by the end of walking around the outdoor flea market, I was sweating, like, real hard. I'm like, man, it's so hot today. And then, like, two days later, I'm, like, in jeans and a long sleeve shirt and a hoodie, like, trying to stay warm. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> this is so crazy. Um, and I, I get that, it, you know, there's a ton of, tons of reasons and factors. But it does, when it's such an impact on your, like, day, because... The day it started to get cold, I didn't know it was going to get cold, so, like, I didn't even have a jacket with me, and, like, it got cold in the middle of the day. It was, like, I woke up, it was normal, and by, like, 1 o'clock, it had rained, and now it was, like, 50 degrees, and I don't have a jacket even, because I'm in Florida, and I didn't need one two hours before, you know? So, it's making me, like, talk about the weather, and then when I realize I'm talking about the weather, I'm like, this is, this has got to be the worst conversation ever. (laughs) Like, I don't know, but, yeah... I wouldn't say that. Let's get into movies. Um, You said you've watched one thing since the last time we spoke, aside from Tron. Uh, What is that? Yeah. Um, Wow. I'm going to probably get some hate from you. I'm going to get hate from everybody. Uh Uh-oh. I saw Alita Battle Angel. Oh, I don't think you're going to get that much hate. I didn't like it. Um, it was fine for, like, the first 30 seconds. 30 seconds? No. For the first 30 minutes, and then after that, it was just so cheesy i just didn't like it oh i wouldn't have thought cheesy but um i i i enjoyed the movie and our our mutual friend brendan uh really apparently likes the movie he's seen it a few times um i i do see it suffers from james cameron's script writing because he is not a good script writer um Mm -hmm. which i take a little bit of joy in saying um because a lot of people are saying it but i i do really Really? like all that I am seeing is everyone talk about how much they love this freaking movie, and I'm so glad that it wasn't an IMAX because I would have been so mad if I spent forty dollars to see this movie. Whoa, why is it forty dollars where you are? Well, because Bill and I both go. Oh, 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 okay. Seventeen, eighteen dollars. Yeah, that is. I was like, it's usually twenty. Like, why did it double? Yeah, no, 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 no. Two tickets, got it. Yeah, it's both of us. Um, yeah. Um, actually, I I think you would have probably enjoyed it in IMAX a little more because it actually pays off. Especially 3D, um, I was I don't usually like care about 3D, but this movie utilizes it very very well. It looks amazing, um, and I really love Alita, uh, but like the character, a lot of the plots awful. Um, the 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 love interest I think is it does a horrible job. Oh my god, the the bad boy on the uni, uni motorcycle. I yeah, mean, come yeah. on. He's he's not he's not good at being any of the things he's supposed to be. But I found a lot of it to be um now in plotting if if you're looking at review reviews and not just like fan reviews, um the plot of the film is it's been criticized left and right because they cram so much into it trying to like basically build this whole universe uh, so quickly and that there are a lot of things that get brushed over or rushed and um but I found Alita as a character to be so compelling and I thought Rosa Salazar who plays Alita to be great which matt and i just did our bloody awesome for last month and this is one of the four movies that we really like spent a lot of time on and we both kind of felt the same we both liked a lot of it but we don't neither of us are like arguing it as our favorite movie or anything either it's just like no it's really good and it's it's really entertaining um we found it like as an action film to be really compelling and 
I, I really do like the character of Alita, and I see I see Robert Rodriguez's kind of, like, tone built in, and he does, like, a... Even in the serious scenes, there's always an edge of kind of humor, like in Desperado and um, El Mariachi. There's always this kind of edge of, of a comedic element inside of these serious character moments, and I like that. I've always enjoyed his ability to wrap that into his movies. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not upset that you don't like it, for sure, and I... I don't, I don't love it, but I did really, I did have a good time with it, so. Okay, fair. Thought mm -hmm. I was going to get rocks thrown at me. No, I can totally see why someone wouldn't like that movie, because it, there's, it's very CG, so if you can't get past that, it's, it's, it is a comic book, I mean, it's anime, um, mm -hmm. or manga, I guess is the right phrase, but, um, so right away, like, there's a lot of reasons why people may not flock to that style, even, so, yeah, I, I can totally wrap my head around that, for sure. Now, I've watched a few movies, uh, not too many. Uh, one, I want to take a minute to uh, bash Cinemia, um, because Cinemia, <laughs> who I thought was my solution to the failing movie pass, uh, has terminated my use, and I, the only thing I can think of is because I used their, their card. I paid for the 30 movies a month, which is basically a movie a day, and I didn't see 30 movies a month, but I did see, you know, I would say two movies a week. Um on average, and I basically haven't missed anything since I got it in November. And uh, from what I've read on Business Insider, 50 to 60 people have been terminated, and they are refusing to tell us what we did in terms of the violation of services, um, which is what makes me think they're just getting rid of their high-volume users uh, because they're probably losing some money from us because we're seeing more movies than they're anticipating. But that's what you're paying for. That is what I'm paying for, but it, you know, it doesn't mean they want us to do this. Like people, you pay for all you can eat, but if you're, uh, you know, eating for two hours, they start freaking out a little bit. They don't expect you to eat more than a couple of plates. And I, I could see that being the case. However, again, as you said, that's what the, that's, that's the, the service they're offering. But they're selling exactly. Um, but whatever the case is, I, I, have, I am now exhausted my options. The only one that I really have loved since, uh, I loved MoviePass for the first few years until they went, you know, crazy and started taking away movie options and stuff like that. But, um, AMC, st uh, uh, A-List is fantastic. I just don't live close enough to an AMC and that's what sucks is if I lived 10 minutes or 20 minutes even away from an AMC, I would not hesitate to, one, I would have kept the A-List and two... I wouldn't hesitate to rejoin, but the drive for me was killing me, especially with my truck. It was too much gas. So right now I am uh, at a point where I have to pay for every ticket, and I don't love it. And it stinks because Burke Reviews is credible enough where we could get into uh, press screenings, but those are farther away than the AMC that I could drive to. So it's mm -hmm. I, I don't know how often I would actually be able to benefit from that. So uh, it, it's, not, it's not ideal. I'm very disappointed in Cinemia because I was... I, I wasn't even in love with that, their service because the app's clunky. There's a lot of like like little hidden charges because before they had the physical card option, you had to do everything on like digital and you got you had to pay the service charge for the ticket service. So, like if you use Adam tickets or Fandango, there's like a convenience fee. So you had to pay that on top of what you've paid for your subscription. And then Cinemia would hit you with another charge for each transaction. Oh, damn. So you were paying like four bucks a ticket anyways. And then... Um, I they added they brought the physical card back and I had to pay fifteen dollars to get a physical card. Are you kidding? No, and so I paid that. I only had the card for like two months now, and now they've they've taken it away. So I paid fifteen dollars for a card, so that I wouldn't have to do online transactions. Thus, I wouldn't have to pay the convenience fees, 
and uh, and now they've they've taken they've banned me. So I, I kind of want to sue them. I don't know if I have the money to get a lawyer to do that, but I am I'm going to be paying attention to see if there's any have like you... class action lawsuits popping. Oh, yeah, up. and also like, have you tried? I don't know if everybody. I saw the Business Insider. I didn't know if you were going to be affected by that because sometimes people say that they're not misusing a product and they maybe are. they are. Yeah. So when you said that that happened to you, is there anything going on with like the Better Business Bureau or? I, I'm going like to look that? into that too. I I only found that Business Insider article after I found out I had been kicked out of Cinemia, mm. which according to the Business Insider, the other people claimed to have got an email. I didn't get crap from them. I had to. Uh, I was at the theater. I checked in to buy the ticket, and it told me to go to my the website. There was something wrong with my account, and that's when I got the letter from them claiming that I'd been terminated, and they couldn't tell me why. But here's a bulleted list of possible reasons, none of which I had done. And um, when I reached out to them on Twitter, they did finally respond to me. But all they said was this generic message, which was in the Business Insider thing, that they can't reveal the exact reasons because of blah, blah, mm. blah. And I'm just like, okay, so they just have some generic response that they're giving to people, too. So I, it's all real shady. I don't like it. Um, I have yet to get any kind of information about my refund that they're supposed to do because I paid for a year on top of everything. So they canceled me oh, yeah. after four months. So... You know we're going to be fighting here soon if they don't start uh, getting money. And I am talking about this, Cinemia, because I have listeners who like movies, and they're going to hear about your crappy service and hope that they don't use you and experience the nonsense that I'm going through now. Um, and I still say stay away from MoviePass because they're they're shifty as crap right now. They keep changing what their business model is going to be. But enough about that. Um, despite <laughs> my issue, I've been watching more movies at home now. Uh, as I'll be hitting up my streaming services a little more frequently since I can't hit the theater as often as I would like. Um, and I finally watched uh, a movie called Thunder Road that I was supposed to see at South by Southwest last year. And the, the day it was going to show, I don't remember exactly what came up, but I ended up not seeing it. And either I saw a different movie or I went to Doug Loves Movies. I can't remember for sure which what it was. I think it was Doug Loves Movies, though. I couldn't resist going to Doug Loves Movies because I'm a huge fan and... Um, but Thunder Road is now playing on Amazon Prime, and it's a really awesome independent film from uh, Jim Cummings. It is one of the most challenging tones I've ever w sat through, where like you want to laugh, but you also feel like you shouldn't laugh, and yet you definitely are going to laugh because it's super funny. Um, and uh, it, w it was just great. Um, I, I totally recommend checking out Thunder Road. It is based off of a short film that Jim Cummings also wrote and directed and starred in. Um, the first 12 minutes of the feature film is essentially the short film, but it is redone, and it is different. It's not identical, but the short film's available on Vimeo uh, to watch, and I just showed that to my Film 2 class today as well, and w it sparked some really cool, interesting conversations um, just about how the scene, how much character we get of, of uh, Jim in the in the 12-minute uh, um, introduction. And, yeah, it's it's super – I would call it a, a tragic, uh, tragic comedy – not something you hear much with film. You hear, a, you know, those are a lot of old plays or tragic comedies. But this this movie is, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you feel bad. It'll make you question whether you should be laughing. And all in all, it's just a really interesting experience. So definitely check uh, check out Thunder Road on Prime. Um, and then one of my favorite documentaries from last year, Corey, was Free Solo. You remember me talking about that? Yes. Um, I showed it to my class a couple weeks ago. And most of them loved it. In fact, uh, a few of them really found like a kindred spirit with uh, Alex from the movie. And um, I noticed that uh, the directors had another climb uh, documentary called uh, Meru 
that came out in 2015. And one of the directors who is in Free Solo, but only as, like, you kind of see him, like, making the documentary, and he's friends with Alex, so he's talking about how str- how challenging it is to potentially film Alex climbing El Capitan Free Solo style, which means no ropes, and the possibility of death being heightened because they're filming him, and, like, how he was dealing with that kind of thing. In this movie, uh, Meru, uh, Jimmy Chin is the director, but he's also one of the three climbers climbing this mountain in Meru, um, which I do not remember exactly where it is. I feel like Tibet, but I could be wrong. Um, it wasn't as interesting at first as I found uh, Free Solo to be. I was kind of like, okay, it's it's another climbing movie, but I'm not that hooked into it. And then I was completely hooked into it, and this is a very different style of climbing. Like, Alex climbs El Capitan in, I think, four hours, right? And it's just this big Free Solo climb. Meru is not that type of mountain. It is, like, snow-covered and... It's one that's going to take you, like, days, like, seven, eight days to climb to the peak. And uh, the specific thing they're climbing in Meru, no one else had ever done before. And mm. it is nuts. Like, some of the stuff that happens to these guys, because there's also, uh, there's a, they try to do it in, I think, 2008, and this is, like, the beginning of the movie, and they don't succeed. And so the rest of the documentary is them kind of trying to, like, decide do we do this or not, and then they have some crazy things happen in the meantime before they go back and try to climb it again it's it is anxiety inducing but in like a really enjoyable if you like to feel like on the edge of your seat type of way uh really cool documentary i also watched i think that was on prime as well um so those two movies both on prime i then watched tron uh, then i did make it to the theater the day i found out i didn't have cinemia anymore i went to see greta the movie starring chloe oh, yeah. grace moretz and Elizabeth Hubert and uh, Ma- Micah Monroe, um, who is also in It Follows. I think she's the lead in It Follows, but I honestly don't remember that movie well enough to know for sure. Um, this movie's trash, by the way. Greta is, is awful. It? Yeah, it's so bad. It The script is terrible. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz is phoning it in, and I, I, I hate to say that because I was a big fan of hers for a long time, but I think she might be done with acting and just is in the Bruce Willis stage already where, you know, this is her job, but she has to do it for a paycheck but she doesn't really like doing it because that's the the presence on screen she has she's not as bad as bruce willis has been in recent movies but she's also not putting a lot into it and this script is terrible there are so many things that i would i would change and not deal with and it could be that the script was fine and then in editing and studio interference they just cut out a bunch of scenes that maybe would have actually finished ideas that never go anywhere but even there the dialogue is really bad it's it's such an unenjoyable film and not because of the the oh it's so dark i couldn't stand it no it's not that at all it's just not good um things don't make sense it's so bad it, it's just real real bad i say avoid that one i didn't go i didn't give it the avoid like the plague rating but it's real close like it was you know still better than slender man or um winchester from last year but it, it's I'm not sure if I... I think I'd rather sit through Truth or Dare again than sit through Greta again. Um, oh. Uh, then I did see Captain Marvel last night. Um, I like Captain Marvel quite a bit. Uh, there's a lot of ups and downs from what I'm seeing from other critics, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Sam Jackson is hilarious in this movie, and I, I just loved this young Nick Fury. Uh, it does beat you over the head with 90s nostalgia, but I like 90s nostalgia, so I was okay with it. Even though, yeah, some of it was like, wow, chill out, but still. Um, that's not the reason I liked it, but it, it, I, it didn't bother me. And I'm not going to say what it is, but the Stan Lee cameo 
is my personal favorite all time. It hits oh so so good. And I'll tell you if you don't mind, uh, but I won't say it on the air because it is still so soon with the movie releasing. Okay. Um, and last though, I just finished the movie, Corey. I finally, finally watched Benny and June after did you all love these it? years. I freaking did. You know what? I knew you would. It yes. started a little slow, and I was like, I don't know if this is gonna click for me. And then it totally clicked for me, and I was just like, oh, this is it. so much fun. Um, it's so good. He he and is. Uh, that's I think might be my favorite Johnny Depp performance. Um, I I love the quirkiness, and obviously so the charming. He is, and the scene where he's in the park, and he and it's the scene yeah. he wins Benny over, is so great. I really really love that scene so much, and. Um, Julianne Moore as the waitress was really cool, and I love that he like knows her movie and like that whole like, yeah. Um, Johnny Depp is so terrific, and you you feel for him, even though, like I think a lot of the story for him is a little underdeveloped. It it just you still click with it. You're just there. Yeah, I I'm very glad. Uh, I finally watched it. Um, because I I went in and I was looking at I was a eyeball on the three or four movies that were pretty short. Um. And I kept flipping, flipping, flipping through Prime, and that one popped up. I was like, you know what? I've been talking about watching this for a while. It's only an hour and 38 minutes. I'm totally going to do this. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad that I did. Very much liked it. And uh, I could easily see rewatching that movie uh, again. Maybe not even the whole thing, because the, the first, until he really takes control, or not control, but until he really shows up, I'm waiting for him to show up. But once Johnny Depp is there, boy, that movie really takes off. I love everybody in that movie. I love. Uh, sorry, I don't. I don't know. That movie is like really. It's not. I don't want to say really old, but it's pretty old. It um, is. I love when she because she's mentally ill, and she's just in the middle of the busy street, like directing traffic with her snorkel mask on and her paddleboard, and her whistle. And I don't know. I there are just so many good scenes. Them making the grilled cheese with the iron yeah. <laughs> on the ironing board it yeah yeah well and, and the buster keaton references are, are all really great and um my, my favorite line was right after the park scene they're walking uh together and she's like did you have to go to school to learn that and he his very deadpan response is no i got kicked out of school for that and <laughs> i yeah. it wasn't like a joke it was like genuine like <laughs> no i got kicked out of school for doing that and uh, as a teacher I'm like, I totally could see someone kicking that guy out for doing that, but I also love the the joke in the movie. It's just so great. Um, that part, like, I think that was the part that I knew I I loved it. Like, I enjoyed it and was enjoying it till that part, but when he said that line, I was like, yep, I that's brilliant. I love that so much. And, yeah, and he, he really is, like, peak depth performance. And I, I know there's better depth movies. Like, What's Eating Gilbert Grave is definitely a better movie, but... It's not a fun movie, you know. Like yeah, um, like that. This is a movie where I could go back to it. It's because it's the it's the zaniness that you love from Jack Sparrow without the over the top like without the rum. Yeah, without the without the alcohol and without um, even without all the makeup and the costume because it's a, such a subtle kind of look. Like it's very clearly Johnny Depp, you know. And I don't know. I just really really like that performance a whole lot. Definitely one. Um, I can't believe I hadn't watched all the way through before. And uh, there's a couple other... Um, Dan Hedaya as, like, the poker... Like, the whole poker thing I thought was fun and weird. Um, like, how they bet and whatnot. It was, yeah. like, crazy. Um, but, yeah, I totally... 
I totally had a blast with it. I'm glad I finally watched it. And that is also on Prime. Apparently, I was just on a Prime kick this week because I watched a few things off of Prime, um, which I've been trying to rotate. But, yeah, uh, I guess I keep just falling into my Prime account when I go to look for a movie. Um, but sorry to, to, again, hog the conversation so much, Corey, but uh, I am glad I finally watched Benny and June. Um, especially, was that on your nostalgia list or no? I can't remember. I know that it was on, we had one, I'm pretty sure it was on one of the lists that we did. Um, Recently. That was about food. Okay. Yeah, I um, mean, we've talked about cheese. it a few times. Yeah. I can't remember with Finney and June. I know that I've talked about it a lot. It's hard. I hate repeating movies, but sometimes it's just hard not to. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially when they, like, you know, some just really stand out in your memory. And I could totally and- see why Benny and June would. That movie just, I mean, I don't think that everything is perfect, but I love how nicely and how happily everything wraps up at the end, that everyone that should be together is together, and that everyone's, like, set out on their own paths, you know? I just really like all of that about it, too. Yeah. That is, um, I think well put. I think that's a really a good way of articulating, like, why it just clicks. It, it's... There's a, I mean, for me, I, I do love movies that have characters that love movies, uh, and it's a little like pat yourself on the back to do that, but it, I don't know. I I love movies, so it's, I like when other people talk about. Identify with them. Yeah, exactly. And so his like uh, obsession with, and I I also kind of like the subtext that movies are important because he can't. He's illiterate. That's a character trait we're told early, early in the film. And at first, I think it's a mistake. But it becomes apparent that that's not false. Like, that is a true thing with the character. But he's not dumb, either. And he's kind of learned the world through cinema. And, you know, I think that's important. I think that's a really cool message. Not that you shouldn't learn to read, but that, you know, there are other ways to learn. And it it doesn't mean you're stupid, or it doesn't mean that you're not a good person, or that people shouldn't, should write you off as weird or discount you. And I, I like that message. Um... You know, and I'm a I value education, but I also know that there's my students don't all learn the same. And I, as a teacher, it's my job to figure out how I can connect my material to my students. You know, and that's I kind of see that in this as well. And it really I think that's one of the things I also really loved about it. And I don't know um, how like because it's a comedy that deals with mental health, and that's always kind of. Uh oh, does this person really is he respecting the mental health disorders? But I I didn't feel like it was mistreated. Um, and again, it's early '90s, and and I, in my opinion, um, mental health still to this moment is not treated with enough respect. But I felt like they treated it for a '90s film with more respect than some modern films have treated mental health. So, in that regard, I think it, it's still okay. Um, and I could be wrong, and I would like to speak to, uh, I have a few friends that are mental health counselors, and I'd like to kind of get their take on it, if they've seen it, or get them to watch it, and then what do you think, is are they representing her mental health well, what about the healthcare system, because I, I don't feel like they're treated like villains, but there is kind of this, like, there's a moment in the movie where I think they become kind of antagonistic about things, and I don't know if that's, like, is that dangerous to represent the mental health facility in this way, you know, they're not totally antagonistic, but there's there's some negativity around it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's always a slippery slope when you start doing stuff like that because if someone has a mental health issue, you don't want them to be afraid to go get help because we, they they've always seen it portrayed as this horrible place. Like that's you know 
that's a, a potential risk factor. If someone could be, benefit from the services that are provided and they're afraid to go because of what they've seen in media, that's that's not good, right? Especially if it's if it isn't true, or if it's an exaggeration, um, or just a small sample of what mental health facilities are like. You know, we don't want to assume that because horror movies take place in, in psych wars all the time that all mm-hmm. psych wars are like the ones in Halloween for example <laughs> where it's just mayhem and, and chaos so <sighs> but um anyway we don't oh. this isn't the Benny and June podcast so I totally forgot that I re I watched um Halloween 2 oh you know yeah. I need to rewatch 2 I, I did watch it fairly recently but 2 is like it does not stick in my head like the like the first one does like I barely you know, remember the second one and like after watching the newest one that came out last year which I enjoyed um yes. I had a lot of fun with it actually a friend and I went to see it in the theaters like lock your doors people because that's who he's going to get he doesn't I don't remember him like really breaking into any houses yeah no because he he well he's mainly into um oh I see what you're saying he's just walking in <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'm just like, why aren't people locking their doors? And there, I know in the newest one, people just—I ha- think that someone just has their doors open, and he just yeah. walks in. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, never mind. I don't I've know. heard though that like some some small towns are like that. Oh, dude, I don't want to like. Growing up, if where we lived in Lake Wales wasn't that bad, but it wasn't far from bad parts of town, and my grandmother would leave just the screen door latched on the front and the back of the house and i'm like grandma <laughs> come on well, i don't know it's hard to break through a screen you know uh <laughs> but uh so you also watch halloween too so you watch two movies more yeah. than you were you were i guess i don't want to say required to but we this podcast does put that kind of obligation on us right like we have to watch these movies if we're going to do is- this podcast nice because sometimes i probably wouldn't necessarily like i was really busy this week but Mm -hmm. yeah there are times where it's easy for me to watch the movie and there are other times where i'm like oh my god when am i gonna squeeze this i didn't watch it until last night because Mm. i've been so busy i started working from home this week and i had to like get my bill had to run me like a line uh uh internet wire or something i can't use wireless for my job okay um and so we did that, and it we had to go get all the stuff and then set it up, and that took, like, two nights pretty much. And then, yeah, so I've been really busy this week. I didn't realize and, that's – is that has that been the plan, to work from home? You know, I always wanted to work from home because I not so secretly want to be a hermit. Um, <laughs> and I just want you to know that Kathy could not believe that I don't know my neighbors. See, I, Corey, I, I don't get why my wife knows our neighbors. Like, I do everything in my power to not talk to my neighbors. Anonymity. Yeah. I wave to them when I'm outside, and they're outside, and they're so nice. But that's where, you know, yeah. it doesn't need to go beyond that. I, I don't want to be rude. Like, if they wave at me or whatever, yeah. I will wave back. But I will not initiate, nor do I want them to come and talk to me. Because there's, there's, I like bubble right like that's my my whole world like there's a personal space bubble for myself but my house has a bubble too and when you live next door your temptation to enter my bubble is too high you know yeah. what i mean like because you, you, you're like oh he's right next funny. door stay over because there with kathy and taylor you cannot lead that life 
You can't leave th- leave that life. No, but you know what? My wife is very supportive of my my. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say craziness when it comes to stuff like that, and she I don't stop her from going to talk to the neighbors, but she also does. She never drags me along. Every once in a while, I will get accidentally dragged into conversations like. Um, and my neighbors, the, the ones directly next to me now, and they've only been here for a couple months, they're very, very nice. I still don't have anything to go and, like, I don't want to hang out. I don't want to say things. And, like, a, I think a week ago he stopped me. And it was the first time he stopped me to talk. But he wanted to tell me something, and he felt it was important. And I could tell he even knew. He was, like, they, I think my wife has informed the them batteries. that I'm, yeah, like, don't don't mind him he's not he doesn't mean to be rude he just likes to keep to himself and you know he's he's got and i do i i keep myself very busy and that is part of the the philosophy here too is that i have made my life so scheduled to do the 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 podcast and to do the website um i i you know people think i'm just watching movies because i like to watch movies but it is something that at this point i do like to watch movies but I am making something with those, with watching them. I'm writing the reviews. I'm doing the podcast. And so my life is regimented. And this year, I've added um, health into my schedule. So I'm going to the gym, and I, that takes up another, you know, an hour a night at least on the three nights that I'm going to the gym. Nice. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to add a fourth or fifth night as time goes on. But it is it is juggling because if I, every time I do that, um, I'm, I'm pushing back time to start a movie. I'm pushing back time to be... A husband and father that I I try to be good, um you know I try to like I will stop I will not watch a movie if I I can tell I'm needed for something or whatever, um so like there are, there are nights where I don't see something or whatever or I I don't sleep enough because I'm like well I'm I'm gonna still fit this movie in or whatever and I still try to have some friends you know so yeah I totally I got get you I'm good I'm just kidding I'm yeah, a few more it, than that but but you know like honestly I I would say I have several people who I consider friends, but the ones who I closely associate with, I talk to you and Mike a lot because of the podcast and stuff. Um, Matt from what I watched tonight, who's in England. Uh, but nonetheless, I, he's easily one of the people I talk to most. And then, um, my boy, David, who is our editor at Burke reviews again, uh, another contact, but we, we mostly talk about video games. He's, he's like my go-to gaming buddy more than anything else. Like that's my hour or half hour of downtime that I try to give myself every couple of nights where I just zone out and play a game with him and we chit chat while we, while we, we're not good at gaming, but we play like Call of Duty and we get slaughtered. But, you know, um, I want to go back to the working at home thing though. So is that, is that a, uh, like a permanent thing now though? It's not like a temporary thing. Like, I mean, I know no job is permanent per se, but like, this isn't like we're doing this for a month. This is now what, what you do. Um, hopefully. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I still need to get better at my job. Um, still learning, still have a ways to go, but yeah, I think that, um, our town is just growing so fast. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just has, it's been exponential just since Bill and I have even lived here for 10 years. And so I think that our department and our hospital are trying to like grow and stuff too. And they're trying to, you know, best accommodate. And I think that having a lot of us work from home is a lot more, I don't. I feel like it's a better business plan, probably. Well, because they don't have to expand like office space and things like that mm-hmm. um, to accommodate more more people or whatever. It's the same yeah. job that you like the same position and everything is just now at home. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I you know I still get to well I don't talk talk but you know I Skype with all my coworkers all day because we 
our job, <laughs> like, I don't know, we have lots of different things, because I, uh, I, I enter external provider outpatient imaging orders, so like MRI, CTs, ultrasounds, things like that, into our system so that their patients can come to our imaging centers or hospitals to have their tests done. Okay. So, it, I, we just have a lot of different parts to that, and we all have questions all the time, so, hmm. yeah, so we're so, still all... So you're kind of podcasting in a way <laughs> well kind of it's just we don't talk talk we we like we You're... like type through skype oh okay okay messaging messaging yeah because we still answer phones and stuff sometimes too got it yeah well I, that's still really cool and i, I yeah. guess it, um do you have like you still have set hours and stuff though yeah except i'm not wasting at least an hour and a half of my time every day commuting and wanting and... to die over not you know almost dying in traffic or yeah hit. yeah and well, it's gonna be real helpful like during the winter and stuff i would yeah. imagine it took me over an hour and 15 or an hour and 20 minutes a couple weeks ago to get to work because we had a really heavy snow one night so definitely looking forward to that and i it's like all the way in downtown so i don't have to worry about that anymore or you know for a while at least well, hopefully that's... That's cool. Maybe it'll make uh, seeing more movies more available or something. Who knows? Um, since, again, you don't have to travel. So now you can just yeah. pop a movie on right when it's over. Um, like, work's over. Movie time. But um, that's the beauty of my job is I, I get to watch movies as part of my job and uh, yes. talk about them with, with students. But let's talk about the movie we're here to talk about this week. It is Jeff Bridges, uh, not directed, but stars in Tron from 1982. Um, directed by Steven Lisberger, and he is also given screenplay credit and story credit. Uh, co-stars Bruce Bolex... Bla, oh boy. Box Leitner? That's probably it. Box Leitner. I'm going to go with that. David Warner, Cindy Morgan, and pretty much everybody else kind of isn't that important. Dan Shore is kind of important. Um, and Crom, I guess. Peter Jurisic. Uh, this is a film that I've been aware that I've never seen because it's a video game movie in a interesting way it's not based on a real video game but it's very much a video game in it's in and of itself like it's uh the main character jeff bridges character uh flynn is a gamer he owns an arcade he's a computer programmer turned hacker um and his he feels his job well he not feels but his job was basically taken from him because uh some games that he wrote were hijacked by another person and basically they stole and took credit for his work getting the him that uh dillinger played by uh warner uh, the promotion that he deserved and so um tron is visually com interesting it's very much of an, of the 80s like in almost every way it looks like the 80s but definitely for what they're doing without the ability I don't even know how some of the stuff was done, to be honest. Uh, I needed to do some, like... I have, apparently, two hours worth of deleted... Or, not deleted scenes, but two Whoa. hours worth of bonus features with the the digital thing I bought um, that I, I guess I need to sit through to really wrap my head around why this movie is loved by many, but not by critics, necessarily. It has a 58 Metascore, um, a 6.8 IMDb user score, but there are people who absolutely love this film and I, th I think it's probably nostalgia to a degree like you saw this as a kid and so it just clicked and it's, it stuck with you um but that's tron uh cory what did you think with your first experience with this film um that i wish we had picked a different one. Oh, ouch okay <laughs> i really did not like it I uh i try not to be on my phone or do anything else when i'm watching movies for our podcast and i just couldn't stay off my phone i wasn't interested i 
I, I know that I say this a lot, but it felt really long and there just wasn't a lot going on. I, I did enjoy how the movie looked though. Um, and I did a little bit, I read a little bit on Wikipedia, um, that I think that they were up for an award for their, you know, visuals and, uh, I think it was the Academy Awards and they weren't allowed to contend pretty much because they had used, um, computer, like, I guess that would be CGI. Oh, interesting. Um, well, they do have, uh, Oscar nominee for best costume and Oscar nominee for best sound according to, um, IMDB. And then they also had a BAFTA nominee for best special visual effects. Um, so big award noms, but all under the line categories. Um, I, I also, I definitely don't love this movie. Um, I, I don't think I hated it quite as much as you may have. Um, I, I do, I, I love Jeff Bridges though. That is what I've already kind of started to realize it, but, um, just what we've seen this year between, cause we saw Starman back in January. We watched Crazy oh, Heart. Now we watched, um, Tron. I, I just consistently love him. He is so freaking charming like i don't know how i was like not as aware mischievous like every single time yeah there's always this kind of edge of like there's the dude about him like i really feel like the coens wrote lebowski to be jeff bridges and it just happened to work out where he wanted to do it because it seems like he's the dude in everything and this predates the dude by what like 14 years or something so Oh, and I read that this movie was in production or being written. It was being worked on for a very long time, um, either from 74 or 76. And I think it came out in 80. Well, that's Or maybe it was 82. It came out in 82. Um, okay. And then there is a sequel. Uh, Tron Legacy came out a few years ago. Um, well, I think 10 years ago or something like that. Yeah, and, it was 2010. And hit or miss. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Uh, Jeff Bridges is in it. Um, apparently, they're the bad guy in Tron Legacy. Um, although, from this, it's not a spoiler because I haven't seen it, so I have nothing to spoil. But the the plot synopsis was like um, a program version of a Flynn is like oh. the bad guy. So it's not like him; it's like a computer generated version of him. Um, I don't know, you know, how that'll play out. I am kind of. I have to admit, I am curious to watch the sequel because I don't hate this movie. I just felt like it It did feel like a video game in a lot of ways. Um, you know, like, you got the objective, and this is that, and here's the bad guy, and this is blah, blah, blah. And it, it did feel... It, one, it feels very 80s. Like, so 80s, right? Like, there's, there's no question. And not just, like, yes, aesthetically, it's very much the 80s and what the 80s think a video game would be, but also just, like, story-wise, and, and it just... Uh, uh, it's 80s and um i did i like the characters and once we get into the video game i think it's a little better i was surprised at the name of the movie and how and why it's named what it is um you know what i mean like yeah because it's it's the program that not jeff bridges made it's this dude alan who's kind alan. of like a rival uh like because there's laura uh, played by Cindy Morgan, who is the love interest apparently of both Alan and Flynn at some point. And Alan's made Tron, and his uh, basically avatar of sorts in this computer world is called Tron. It is Tron, but it looks just like Alan for the most part, except he's a badass and not a nerd. That's the big difference, right? And then Word. Flynn, yeah, and then Flynn is actually sucked into 
the computer because of this device that, well, uh, to tie everything together, Laura has made with uh, Dr. Walter Gibbs, played by Bernard Hughes, um, that can take a real-life object and digitize it. So there's a lot you got to accept as possibilities for this to work out. Um, and there is this uh, religious parallel that I wasn't quite sure what the movie was trying to say, but the users, quote-unquote, the people who aren't digital but we use the computer programs, Believers. are looked at as, like, gods by the actual programs, and that's what they're called, believers. And, like, the, I don't know what the, the message is. Like, I've done no reading or anything on this, but I was... It's very... It's not, like, subtle. It's very blatantly this kind of parable for, like, gods and man. Maybe Greek mythology. I haven't done enough of, like, thought on it, but I was not expecting that. That kind of threw me when that was a part of, like, the story. I was like, really? Did not see that coming. Because, um, like, the users are treated as, like, a myth. And, like, if you fall for the, the ideas of the users... Um, oh, one interesting fact. Uh, have you ever been a South Park fan? I watched it a long time ago. Did you ever see the Moses um, character? Because, uh, you know, Kyle was Jewish. And he had, like... There were several episodes where there was a Moses avatar so to speak um in the show did you ever see that oh i'm googling it now and okay. i guess not you'll see when you see it it should remind you of tron um which i did not know that for years because i've i just saw tron for the first time but i watched south park for a long time um and uh as soon as i saw the MC, what was it the master commander thing um in the movie i was like oh my god that's the freaking that looks like moses from south park and sure enough I'm not the first person to make that connection. Uh, many people had written articles about not just that, but all of the Tron references South Park has ever made, because apparently there's a lot of them. Um, but that one was the first one on the list. And I was like, yep, that is blatantly obvious for anybody who's ever seen the Moses character. And then this was, it's the Master Computer or Master Commander, program. something like that. You know what I I'm think talking it's about. Master Command Program. Uh, MCP. Yeah, MCP. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, so that that made me laugh when I realized that Moses was inspired by that uh, the digitized face of that guy. Like, um, it was pretty funny. But uh, do you have any non-spoiler things you want to say before we we get into spoilers? I don't think I'm gonna have a lot to say in spoilers, but you know that's the that's the routine we do. No. All right, folks. Then Corey, tell them what they should know. Guys, starting here on out, we're going to talk about this movie, maybe in great detail. If you don't want it to be spoiled, you can go watch it first, but you've been warned. You know, I'm looking at IMDb right now, and the the more like this, I'm realizing how many of these old school video game inspired movies, not movies based on video games, mind you, but the idea of video games inspiring a story in a film like Tron, like War Games I've never seen. I've never seen The Last Starfighter. I've never seen um, Inner Space or Enemy Mine, and I've ne I haven't seen Tron Legacy, obviously, because uh, I just saw Tron for the first time. But it is, um, I, I apparently, as much as I love games, I've just not seen a lot of these main, mostly 80s-inspired video game-themed movies, and um, I'm not really encouraged to, because I didn't really love Tron that much. Um, I don't hate Tron. I, I think there's good here. Um, I thought the characters were interesting. I thought some of the games were kind of cool. I didn't quite understand the light cycle games. Um, and oh, yeah. I got to say, like, the light cycles, I knew about them going in. And I, from what I've seen from Tron Legacy, the light cycles look way cooler in Tron Legacy. Because they look well, kind of lame mean, here. 
They have like almost 30 years of. Oh, I know. I know. You know. I'm not judging for that reason, but it's still like when you've heard about the, the light cycles like for so many years and then you watch Tron, it's a little bit of a disappointment because you're like, really? This is the light cycles? It's like. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. And again, obviously for 82, the visual effects are probably way above what they should have been. You, you know, like, has Buena Vista always been Disney? I don't really I don't know. know. I don't know. Because it popped up on the screen, and I was like, oh, Buena Vista. And sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, guys. Um, and then I was like, I wonder if it's Disney. And then, boom, pops up Disney. And also in the Wikipedia article, it said that I think that it was turned down by a lot of different um, movie companies or production companies, and then Disney finally said that they would release it hmm. so i it definitely it doesn't really feel like a disney movie either to me um no. like it's not like it's a it's pg and it's pretty it's it definitely has like some family oriented elements but it still doesn't feel like it would have been a disney movie um so i'm not surprised to hear that that's it went through like this whole distribution thing and I mean, I don't know. Um, it definitely does well because this is a movie that people still talk about um, frequently. And again, it got a sequel, what, 30 years later? Um, you know, so clearly there's some fan base for it. But I, I'm not, you know, seeing it this late, seeing it so late into into my life, I, I don't have any real connection to it. I don't... I. I don't want to watch it again necessarily. I do want to watch the sequel because I'm a completionist to a degree. And I am curious to see like the difference uh, uh, that the time makes, you know, as far as the look goes. Um, so looking at uh, box office mojo, Tron made 17 or I'm sorry. It cost 17 million to make, which is a lot for 1982. Like that's a pretty decent budget. Um, and it made 33 million in the box office. So it didn't do, exceptionally well but it did make a profit i mean that's a good profit you know uh what what is that like 16 16 million dollars that's that's pretty solid um but yeah it doesn't it's not like some record-breaking film but it's definitely got like a cult following you know there are people who love tron and um i don't know cult might be too generous a term even because it's not like that i i don't feel like it's like like evil dead level where people like obsess over it or a rocky horror picture show where people dress up and go i don't know like i mean some people cosplay as tron i've seen like people at at cons in like the light up suits and stuff and it looks all right you know i guess i don't know um i don't man i honestly don't even know if i have anything to talk about in spoilers <laughs> like i thought this movie was so boring there's really nothing like amazing I mean, to talk about like i'm glad you know i'm glad that I, that he, you know, got what he deserved in the end, and he got his, you know, the guy got whatever for plagiarizing, or is that even plagiarism? He just stole it. Yeah, he already <laughs> I mean, stole it. I, I guess it's plagiarism. Like, hey, I wrote stole this. the whole thing. I wrote this code, but I actually didn't. So he finally gets, um, you know, the evidence for that, and he ends up becoming the CEO or something, right? Yeah, I think that's the, well. That's definitely the ending, right? We see him in the helicopter, and he's got he's he's been redeemed because he was working at an arcade, which I I guess he owned because it was like yeah. Flynn's arcade. So I mean, like that that can't be too bad. Like what? owning an arcade in the eighties, like that was you know home video games were like still pong. Like the Nintendo, I don't even think it had come out yet. 
So people were going to the arcade. Like, so I, I feel like owning that in 82, you're making some money. You know what I mean? Well, Maybe not as much that... as he would have making his own video game company, but still. Yeah. Um, so, and then we have Master Computer, Master Commander, whatever program, and he ends up like, you know, that that big fear that everybody has that the computers are going to become smarter than us. And he does. He ends up in... So I thought that that was kind of... I don't know. That was fine. Yeah, I mean... Um, it's like blackmailing this creator. What's interesting, I just watched the uh, the Last Week Tonight um, bit from last week. They were talking about um, automation and like how people get like terrified of automation and um, that we basically shouldn't. You know, that automations always happen and there's always more jobs that are made because of the change it's never jobs are gone it's more like jobs are altered what do we have to do is different and um so in a way like that that message kind of comes up in uh in that that episode of the this week tonight with john oliver on hbo where he's talking about that that fear of computers and the fear of uh ai and whatnot um but yeah it's definitely here and i mean you see it with uh the MCP is like rampant, right? Like, I mean, it is it is absorbing all content, and it, I mean, it's basically the internet before the internet is. I mean, the internet existed, but it didn't exist the way we know it now, or the way we would know it in the '90s. Even it was it was a connection of many computers that people, very few people, had access to. Um, but yeah, it, the MCP basically is like you know it's absorbing everything it's 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 what we joke about now like with you we're talking about you know uh shoes and then all of a sudden you're on instagram and there's an ad for the same shoes you're talking about you know what i mean like those are uh, the things we freak out about but um who? the mcp is essentially doing that but on a massive scale yeah it's it is super creepy i was talking texting with a friend earlier and he told me that he was going to go see massive attack in la and then the show was canceled and they're rescheduling to this fall and i went on facebook just a few minutes later and it was a post made six hours ago and the first one that came up in my feed was about massive attack canceling mm -hmm. very weird yeah it, it that kind of stuff is crazy and that's the mcp is yeah. doing that it's absorbing like it wants to access to the Pentagon and it has it wants access to the the Kremlin, and you know it's it's trying to basically replace man. And we have that conversation with Dillinger where that's happening. I mean, I think there's a lot of interesting things in this movie. At the same time, I didn't, I definitely wasn't sucked in, and I, I I'll admit I think I got on my phone a bit early and I had to like kind of force myself to put my phone away. I tried um, to. There was no use. Yeah, it, it's it's not a movie that worked for me either. Um, but I, I guess I could see, like, if I saw this as a kid, I would probably be much more fascinated. Um, I don't know that this movie being introduced at this time works because it's not, it's not some like amazing original story. It's a very straightforward story. Um, you know, you have a hero, you have a, a clear bad guy. He has to beat the bad guy. Um, is he willing to sacrifice himself in order to do that? And then, oh, of course, he's rewarded for that sacrifice, which means it wasn't really a sacrifice, but, you know, he was willing to do it. Um, and then that, I guess one of the things that really threw me is the, the kind of triangle, though, with Tron and then Flynn and the girl, you know? Like, I didn't see that coming, and I still, like, it, why is the movie called Tron? Why isn't it called Flynn? Tron isn't the main thing. Tron isn't the game that they're in. Tron is like it's a program that's a it's a defense mechanism 
that I don't fully understand why it's the name of the movie. Like, because he's not even the hero. He's like the side hero. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. And that's what I'm wondering. What, like, Tron Legacy. What What is the sequel? Because they're not in Tron. They're in, like, a cybernetic world that Tron is one program in. You know what I mean? Like, so why is it called Tron? Because I totally went in expecting Tron to be the game. And it's <laughs> not. So, I, I don't know. Like, it, that part really frustrated me. Like, in a stupid, superficial way, mind you. Like, I'm aware that I shouldn't be frustrated with that specific detail, but it frustrated me, so yeah. I'm going to talk about it. Mm. But, alright, I, I got nothing else to say. Uh, do you have anything else? No. Alright, folks, that's our review of Tron. We will, uh, I, I'm going to say, for me, it's not a total waste of time. Corey? I think I'm going to go with not a total waste of time, time too. I don't think it's quite avoid like the plague but it's pretty close yeah i think it's uh, avoid like the plague is something i try to well avoid um because it has to be a movie that i just am like no way this no one needs to see this and i don't think that with tron like especially i think a younger audience might latch on to this more i think maybe we've we've dated like not dated ourselves in terms of like our actual age but i think we've outgrown the enjoyability on a high level for this film like it, it's straightforward um, it's, you know, it's very, it's very much like an old school platform video game. There's just, you're going to go through side these scroller. little motions side. Yeah. And sure they're fine, but they're not necessarily what's going to grab me now. And that's what I feel like this is, we're not the target audience for this movie. Although there is, again, I am going to do some reading into the, like the religious subtext of this movie or some of it's not subtext. Some of it's right on the surface, but I am curious what they were going for. Cause maybe, maybe there's something deeper that just didn't click for me. Um, and maybe they were working that out or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, and maybe it, maybe the movie thinks it's more clever with that. Because I do, like, I see all the surface stuff. But I'm just wondering, like, why is that here? Why do we need, like, this MCP to be this, like, kind of spiteful god who's trying to, to you know, take over? Like, I, I don't know if I fully grasp what they were trying to say. Or if, if it's even a metaphor. If it's just not a straightforward, like, criticism about religion. I'm not sure. And it either way, it did not click for me in a, a way that makes me want to rewatch this movie. But let's look towards next week, Corey, because we're still going to keep watching Jeff Bridges' movies. Because I, I will point out, while neither of us love Tron, we didn't have anything bad to say about Jeff Bridges. No. He still brought it. He's still Jeff Bridges, and we still found him to be every bit the best actor that we, we are growing to appreciate. And next week we get to watch a newer Jeff Bridges film, one that I've already seen, but you missed. And I'm looking forward to watching again. Uh, Jeff Bridges stars in uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, which is our next film. Um, it came out in 2018. It is written and directed by Drew Goddard, um, which do you know what else he's done, Corey? Sounds so familiar, but no. All I'm right. so bad with... So oh, yeah. Bad. Well, he... Um, he is credited with directing uh, the Cabin in the Woods um, and a couple episodes of The Good Place, but he's generally uh, more associated as a writer, and he's written quite a few scripts. Um, he wrote, uh, he's the show creator for Daredevil, apparently, uh, and The Defenders, uh, The Martian, um, World War Z, uh, and Cloverfield. He's giving writing credit for. He wrote on several episodes of Lost, uh, several episodes of Alias, and Angel and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, so, uh, 
he he directs this movie Bad Times at El Royale, which has a sixty meta score, but a seven point one IMDB user score. Um stars Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Ervo, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm, your boy John Hamm, um, Chris Hemsworth, Kaylee Spaney, and Lewis Pullman. Oh, 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 and we can't forget it. Small part, small part, but nonetheless he's here. Uh, Nick Offerman shows up for a little bit. Yes. And if you're not, if Lewis Pullman, right? Uh, Lewis Pullman is Bill Pullman's uh, son, um, and it's very recognizable as that. I um, I enjoyed this movie. I actually liked it more after I haven't. I've only seen it once, but I talked to um, Big Tuna about it for a while, and uh, he made me kind of come, like, have a new appreciation for the film because I he had me look at it from a perspective that I had not previously which I will not say now because I don't want to alter your viewing of this film, but I am looking forward to talking about this on the podcast next week. Um, and I am looking forward to revisiting this movie. It is not free to stream with any uh, subscription. However, you can rent Bad Times at the El Royale from any digital service um, or probably from Redbox still because it's still fairly new, uh, recently released on Blu-ray. But that's what we'll be talking about next week. In the meantime, Corey, where can listeners find you? At Corey R. Star, two R's on the end. And I'm at Burke Reviews. Um, you can go to BurkeReviews.com and read our my recent reviews. Uh, Corey just did a summary of what's coming and going on Netflix in March. Um, David did an article of the uh, theatrical releases for March. Uh, check those out at BurkeReviews.com. Um, we have some merchandise up. Uh, you can get a BurkeReviews.com uh, Keep Watching Movies t-shirt or mouse pad or coffee mug. Um, just go to BurkeReviews.com and click the merch link, and it'll take you to tpublic.com, and you can buy all sorts of different products. Um, part of the proceeds go back to Burke Reviews to help us uh, maintain the cost of running the site, going to see movies, which now I really need help with. Thank you, Samia. Oh, no. um, so uh, if you like the content, anything like that, again, I'm not asking you to donate money, although that is an option. Um, I'm saying buy some merch, help support the podcast with wearing a T-shirt, and by buying the shirt, we get a little bit of that money. And then people get to see us. And the last thing you can do to help us out is go to whatever podcast service you use. Give us a review, preferably positive. But if you don't like us, you know, do what you got to do. And let people know that we are out here. And uh, the more listeners we get, the better opportunities we have to continue doing Burke Reviews, podcasts, and movie casts. Um, and that's it. Uh, until next time, keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts, covering the entire movie-verse as something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.